Love demands correction. If you love somebody, you will correct them. If you don't love somebody, you will let them go and make the mistake or blunder or even go to hell. Love demands that we preach the gospel. It is not love if we are afraid of being ridiculed, if we are afraid of failure. Do you understand that? You cannot stand before a holy and mighty God which you will stand and say, I didn't do it because I was afraid. No. If you have fear, it's not from God. Understand that love, perfect love, casts away all fear. See, you will be angry, like I was angry, but the reason for that anger varies. There's holy indignation and there's anger that is not from God. Why was I angry? One, I was angry that this was not church. But I was mainly angry with myself. Why? Because three days ago, today is Sunday, it's Friday, the Lord told me to be careful of the charging. I thought I have done everything that's needed. But the Lord knew yesterday evening the kids were going to go out and they were not maybe going to pay that, uh, that much attention to all this. The Lord knew beforehand. I thought I knew. According to Proverbs, a man is always right in his heart. Yes. But the Lord had warned me on Friday itself. Be careful that your things are charged, especially charging the phones. And guess what happened? This phone was not charged. So I was angry at not listening to the Lord. Do you understand? If I allow that anger to cause me to sin, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a bad thing. Do you understand? But I'm angry at myself because of my failures. Do you understand? But that doesn't affect God or doesn't change God. Do you understand? What I'm talking about, what I mean by all this, is that you must have a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, guess what? You have no, nowhere to resort to. No one to talk to. Do you understand? I hear about pastors having accountability partners. I'll tell you who my accountability partner is. He's the Holy Spirit. He tells me when I'm wrong and right. If I don't listen to him, I need a human partner. Do you understand? I'm, I'm not beyond accountability. I have people on top of me who will check. But they only, if, if I do something wrong, they'll, they'll tell me. Do you understand? That we can have doctrinal differences. All that is there, we, that can arise from the interpretation of the Bible. But that's not, do you understand? That's not the reason for them to check on me. But if I belong to a denomination or a group, yes, I must follow according to their doctrines and their stigma and whatnot. Do you understand? Yes? Every time someone has told me something that I believed that is not right or was not that, I tell them exactly on the basis of scriptures why I believe what I believe. I say, check this. And tell me if my interpretation of this is wrong or if my understanding is wrong. Until now, it has not been wrong. Do you understand? Where it is wrong 
I have found out myself and I have corrected myself. Like pre-tribulational rapture. Do you understand? I have understood that to be a fallacy. Do you understand what I mean? It comes back to having a relationship with God. With God allowing us to make mistakes even. Because we excel at making mistakes, yes? Why are you smiling? No, do you understand? But we are not a mistake. We are created in the image of God. And we are His workmanship. He longs to have a relationship with us. And if you don't have that, we are dead in the water. Why do I preach? Why do I do all this? If not for a relationship, because of a relationship. Do you understand? I don't preach for accolades from men or anything. Do you understand? I know that I will meet my Lord and when I meet Him, I want Him to be happy. I want Him to genuinely be happy with what I have done, with what He has given me. Some people say that I want to hear these words, well then faithful, good and faithful, I want to hear that, yes, no doubt. But I want Him to be genuinely happy with what I have done. My conscience should be clear. Do you understand? He knows the mistakes I make. While I was a sinner, He died for me, yes? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, towards that end, we are studying the Word of God for it to change us. I remember reading in one of the Bibles here of an example of a man saying, Somewhere in the Bible it says this and that. And he was talking or witnessing to a lawyer. And the lawyer said, it was in the lawyer's office, see all these books that are on the wall on my shelf? I know every single one of them. If you tell me this law and this, then think, I know where to go. And you don't know one reference from one book? Do you understand? If I find it, uh, I'll, I'll uh, scan it and I'll send it to you. But we need to know we need to have an understanding of the Word of God also. For it gives us hope and it gives us joy. It must be real. Our faith must be real. Yes? So, based on what I have said on my website, I'm going to teach the Bible as simple as I can. If it's too simple for you, go elsewhere. But what I'm looking for what God is looking for is fruit in our lives. When I say our lives, I mean that your life as well as my life. Do you understand? Yes, I am not in a high and mighty pedestal. No, I'm with you on the journey to eternity, which has started already. Do you, do you understand? And to study all this, as the Lord leads, we'll take one year for this. Maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. As the Lord leads. Yes? So, we will study the fall of mankind. Yes? The flood of Noah. The Tower of Babel. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah because of God's judgment. Yes? Then Israel... And the law of God. Do you understand? You have uh, the Tower of Babel. Followed by the call of Abraham. On Genesis chapter 12. Yes. And that begins <clears throat> a new chapter in the Bible. Do you understand? I mean, you know what? You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Of Abraham, Isaac and whom? Jacob. Or Israel. Do you understand? And their children, through whom came Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. Yes? And when Jesus 
went on the cross and he gave up his life, he said what? It is finished. Do you understand? So in the end, he will hand over what he has gotten to his back to his father. Then there will be a renovation of all things. Is that clear? We need to know from the Bible what 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 all these things are. Why? Because this should give us hope. And within us it should give us faith. Am I clear? Yes. So we're going to go through some scriptures. Maybe we have gone through them earlier. Maybe you know them by heart. Maybe you know them backwards. Doesn't matter. Do you understand? What matters is that these words are living and powerful and they change us. Yes? Let's go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yes. I beseech you means I beg you, yes? But it says, your mind be transformed. Why? Renewing in the word, yes? Renewing of your mind. Because we don't do that. The word of God is effectless in our life. I don't know if you know how many people I had to force to come to church initially. The Lord said, stop doing that. I said, if they don't come to the church and where they will get the word of God, they will perish. You can't manipulate anybody. If you renew your mind, you will be hungry for the word of God. When I was a kid, when I went to the doctor, first thing he asked me is, are you hungry? Whether we have appetite or not. To be honest, if you don't have hunger for the word of God, I can't give you hunger. To be honest, you need to renew your mind. And because of because you don't do that in the word of God, it is effectless, it's pointless. And your praying is useless. It's a bunch of words that you heap up and you might as well, I don't know, get a parrot to do it. And do better and more times than you. Do you understand? And because of that, you built your reality. Basically, that reality tells you that God doesn't exist. You were afraid to admit that, but then, in the end, that is your reality. And we need to change that. And if I believe that God doesn't exist, I wouldn't be here. Do you understand? Forget the fact that He appeared to me and all that. But even after that, He has proved Himself to be God, to be true to His word, over and over and over again. Even at times when I was wrong, he has proved that he is God. He knows the beginning from the end, like the charging of the phone, yes? Do you understand? Now I think back and I say, if only I had listened to him. Do, do you understand? Your reality needs to be changed. And you do that by how? By renewing your mind. Either the world becomes your reality or the word of God becomes your reality. You choose. This is what humans don't understand. They think reality is given. No. You choose your reality. Because when you study science, when you study what all this is, what you see is a flask. 
this flask is made up of atoms, yes? When you go down to that level and beyond, it becomes non-entity, meaning it becomes irrelevant. You can pass right through it. That's another dimension. All these dimensions were fractured at the fall of man. When Jesus conquered these dimensions, after he rose, he went walked through a wall, yes? To understand, the doors didn't stop him. You need to know the difference between what is real and what is not. Do you understand? And what is of that spiritual nature is foolishness to the natural man. And if you find yourself finding all this is foolishness, renew your mind. Am I clear? In the word of God, yes? Because when you renew your mind, you will have the thing that you don't or you may lack, which is called faith. Let's go to Luke 18, 78. Rachel, if you're there, can you read that? And if you want the notes um, which I have, I'll be making throughout this year, they'll be uh, available. I'll make them available on the TCL ministry website as a PDF file, yeah? So, basically my notes are my notes. I don't know if it'll help you, yeah? But uh, the scriptures are there. Most scriptures are there, yeah? Do you understand? Yeah, so. Like even now, I just went through some scriptures which are not there in my notes, yeah? As the Lord leads, yeah? Do you understand? Luke 18, 7 to 8. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Yes, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find what? Faith. faith on the earth. What is this in context of? It says here, God avenging his own elect, yes, who cry out to him day and night. That means what? You must believe that there is God to cry out to him, yes? To believe requires what? Faith. But Jesus is asking, will I find faith? In other words, will people still believe in that God, in the original Creator God? Or will they believe in something else? Do you understand? Yes, you will have faith. Faith in your ATM machines, faith in your iPad, whatever. But the real faith is what is being talked about here. Do you understand? It also means that God is not silent. That He hears our cries. He hears our prayers. And He will avenge us in the day of the Lord. Yes? And what gives us that patience to endure? Faith. If you don't have faith... You'd be like me before. You'd throw away the, your Bible, yes? Am I clear? Jesus said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, when He returns, will He really find faith on the earth? When I first read it, it shook me. Because I thought I was full of faith. You understand? <coughs> It didn't take long before the Lord, for the Lord to show me that I didn't have faith. Do you understand? You need to have your faith based on your God, who your God is. Do you understand? And that faith gets developed by a community of like-minded believers. That's why, see, do not miss the gathering of the believers. Am I clear? Yes. Don't isolate yourself. If you isolate yourself, you are physic, what is right to understand? Proverbs talks about that, yes? But this faith tells us 
that there is an end, that Jesus is coming soon. Yes? How do we know this? Revelation 22, 20 to 21. What do I mean by that? How do we know this? Because your faith is in the word of God. Yes? You're trying to read, no? Revelation 22, 20 to 21. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Yes. Can you read the next verse after that? Huh? Why? Because it's the Bible ends there. Yes? The Bible ends with what? Our Lord Jesus coming and us hoping in that. Is it clear? Yes. yes? That is faith. Part of our faith is Him returning. Part of our faith is us not throwing our Bibles away because the things we pray for, we don't see it happening. The Lord is at work no matter what. Either in you or around you. Do you understand? And He cares for you and He's not aloof. You just don't pray and He says, okay, I'll look at it later. Yeah, We might do that. We might do that. But what He seeks is a relationship. Yes? What He seeks is a relationship with us. Yes? Can you read 2 Corinthians 5, 20-21? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yes. So if you read that passage, there are two things that you need to be aware of. You are made right with God. The second thing is, you're called to make others right with God. Yes? Instead of that, we do all kind of nonsense. We think we are right with God and we, we do our best to make others give all the money to us. And we call ourselves pastors, double apostles and preachers. And we think that good things are there. Yes, maybe, maybe you will have a Rolls Royce here. There's nothing wrong with the Rolls Royce. But understand that you and I will be accountable to the Lord at the end of this thing we call life. Amen? So we are reconciled to God and we are to reconcile others to God. Because they are seeking God. They are crying out for justice. And we do our best to hit them on the head with our Bibles. Do you understand? Grace demands that while you were sinners, Jesus died for you. That same grace, we don't want to spread it out. We don't want to give to other people. Yet we sing amazing grace. Do you understand? This is why you need to learn the word of God. What I find that is that the more I study the word of God, more I realize the, the less I know. Do you understand? If you asked me 10 years ago, I'll say I knew more. I knew a lot of things. But having studied the word of God, I find that no, I don't know everything. Do you understand? The more I study the word, the lesser I think I know. I, I really understand not to put God in a box. If that's the case, then you look at Elijah. He had Elijah and Elisha. Who, who was taken up? Elijah. And if you read, who was the second one? Elisha. 
Elijah did double the miracles, yes? Yet he died of his sickness. Yet after death, somebody was resurrected from the dead when they made contact with his bones. How does that make sense? Do you understand? I asked God, why are people getting healed when I myself am not getting healed? Meaning, when I pray for other people, they're getting healed. When I pray for myself, all I do is pray, I mean, use empty words. The Lord spoke to me through that. There are reasons for this, but do you understand, yes? But we need to understand who God is, who man is, and our relationship with, with the, our Creator, and our purpose in this world. Is it clear? And God willing, and God help us, we will understand that, to do His will. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, we'll go to 1 Corinthians 15, and okay, 20 to 27. So we're talking about the creation. If you go through my book, this is uh, uh, the book I've written. It, this, this, these, some of these scriptures are there. Do you understand? But that's a condensed version. Yes. So each time I go through it, I feel like adding some things, and I feel like taking some things out. Do you understand? So. I don't think he'll ever be complete, yeah, so it's better I preach here. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 to 27. I know if you're there. So now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Yes, that's fine. So, then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts the end to all rule and all authority and power. So in the end, what does he do? Jesus hands or delivers the kingdom. Where is, what, what is the end? The kingdom to whom? God, our Father. Yes? Do, do you understand? Yes? That is the end. So when so Jesus came to get a re, re-get, yes, the kingdom, yes, am I making sense? And the, in the end, he'll hand it back to his father. Yes, this much is clear? Yes. I, I want you to understand I'm making it as simple as possible. Read your Bible to get a deeper understanding. If you think that uh, you're not sure, ask me. Do you understand? But I want you to get the framework. Yes? So the last enemy, verse 26 says, can you read that? Verse 26? The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Yes, the last enemy that will be destroyed is what? Death. death. It's appointed for man to die once, and then there is judgment. So this death, like I said, reality is death, no? Mm-hmm. Death is reality. That will be taken away. Did you understand? Mm-hmm. I was studying the genealogy of Adam. I think, if I'm right, if I still remember correctly, he was 52 years old. Um, no, Noah was 52 years old when Adam died. So, that means, from Adam, he saw seven generations before he died. 
to the birth of Noah. Do you understand? So death is not what we think. We understand by a man came death. We have been taught so many other things. But we need to renew our mind in the word of God. Is it, is it clear? Yes. For the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him. It is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. That means God is not subject to that. Do you understand? What does it mean? It means Jesus hands the kingdom over to his father. Am I clear in this so far? Yes? Can you read uh, 1 Corinthians 15? <coughs> 1 Corinthians 15. Same chapter. 55 to 57. The strength of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ah. So, you see the connection. Death. Yes. What 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 is this? sin? And what gives sin power? Law. And what is taken away? Sin and the law. Jesus. Do you want? You need to think that way because the scripture says so. Oh death, where is your sting? Yes. Oh Hades, where is your victory? The, remember, death is taken away. The sting of death is what? Sin. And the strength of sin is the law. Yes. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So through Jesus Christ we have what? Victory. So you need to understand God's plan properly. If you don't, you will be without hope. Do you understand? We are shortchanged. We shortchange God, God's word because of ignorance. We say it doesn't work. Why? Because of ignorance. If you're double-minded, can you expect something? No. Am I clear? Yes. From Genesis through, through Revelation, the kingdom of God is the story of all kingdom of God is being restored. And what does, when you read that, is a story of restoration of all things. See, you had man. God created man. Then man fell. Yes? Yes? And from that you had after the fall of man man started calling upon the name of God according to the Bible. Yes? But we understand that something else came down. Yes? And we go to Genesis chapter 6. Say sons of God saw the daughters of men do you understand? And then you had the flood of Noah. Yes? So you had the fall of man, the flood of Noah. Then after the flood, what happened? The tower of Babel. Yes? Do you understand? Because man wanted the glory before the flood. Do you understand? I'm putting it in my version. Yes? So then what happened? God came and dispersed man. He okay, said, okay, you're on your own. And then he chooses one tribe, one man, from, from which comes a tribe, from which comes a nation. Who is that man? Abraham. Like I said, it's in Genesis chapter 12. Yes? So Abraham is going one way, and he, God tells him to come out of his father's house and everything he takes home with him. Lot, yes? And Lot and Abraham finally separate and Lot goes down to where? Sodom. Why? Because it was green, like the Garden of Eden, yes? Then you have the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah, yes? Do you understand? Yes? If you continue that, 
then Abraham had what? Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob had 12 children. Yes, among one is Joseph. He went to Egypt first, then he bought the rest with them. Then they went to Egypt, and then they were delivered from Egypt. How many years later? Four years later. Eh? 400 or 430? Do your homework, yes? Yes? I'm not going to go into that. By whom were they delivered? By Moses. To Moses was given the law of Moses. But it's the law of God, yes? After Moses, he failed to enter the promised land, yes? So, the, who entered the promised land? Joshua. The generation that followed the Joshua generation, they entered the promised land, yes? Then, once they entered, after Joshua's death, what happened? There were a lot of judges. Among you, we have Samsung, Nokia, <laughs> Sony Ericsson, yes? Oh. Read your Bible, yes? Samsung is right, no? Yes, okay. Do you understand? So people said, okay, we don't want these judges anymore. We want a king like the rest of the world. So then, who was the last judge? Samuel. 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 But I thought Samuel was playing keyboard. <laughs> so Samuel went up to the Lord and said, Lord, they are asking for a king. And the Lord said, let it be. Not John and God said that, yeah? Do you understand, yeah? So then who becomes king? So. And when Saul became king, he was small in his eyes. But then later he became big in his own eyes. And the kingdom was taken away from him and given to whom? David. Do you understand? And after David, who was the king? Solomon. And, and Solomon had how many mother-in-laws? Okay. Very wise man, yes? Do you understand? Yes? I'm making it my version, but you understand what I'm saying? After Solomon, Israel, which had become a strong nation by that time, was split into two, where you have Israel and Judah. Both went into captivity. And before Solomon, before captivity, I mean, while Solomon was there, he built the first temple. Yes? Then they went into captivity. When they went into captivity, everything that was built was unbuilt, you could say. Do you understand? And then they came back after captivity. Yes? At the time of Ezra, Nehemiah, and whatnot. Yes? yes? And then that they built the second temple. And you find that second temple existing even when Jesus was born, but modified, even by Herod. Do you understand? When now, in the fullness of time, Jesus came through Israel. Yes? Am I clear? Yeah? So Jesus came, died, and he rose again. Seventy years later, what happens? The second temple is destroyed. Yes? So now, after Jesus died and rose again, that time till now is called the last days. Seventy years from then, from the time he died, to the second temple is taken away. Now there will be a third temple. Is that temple now in Jerusalem? No. But the third temple must be there for the happenings of Revelation 13. Do you understand? And then, do you know there will be a fourth temple? I'll read your Bible. Yes, do you understand? What is the temple? What is the tabernacle? It's not the copy of what is in heaven? Yes? Do you understand? Is what is on heaven the same as what is on earth? Do you understand? Anyway, I'm not I'm not gonna get into that. 
further now. But you understand what is happening, yes? So we are in, in this first coming and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And he will come again. Sometimes you might think God is dead, but he's not dead, yeah? He hears our prayers. He works in our lives. But be patient, yes? Am I clear? Yes, this is a short history, yes. But this plan that God has brings a thriving relationship with God and our Savior, which is Jesus Christ. Yes? Understanding this plan and believing it makes everything we do, every trial we face, worth it. Do you understand? Just stop playing with your lawn. <laughs> He's trying to listen to me, yeah? <laughs> I'll say it again. Understanding God's plan makes everything we face worth it. Go to Acts 14.22. Whose turn is it to read? Okay. Yeah. Acts 14.22 Strengthening the souls of, of, of disciples Yes Exhorting them to continue in the faith And saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God Yes You ex exhort them to continue in the faith so, is sickness a tribulation? I'm asking you a question. No. Because sickness is not from God. Tribulation means trouble, yes? Yes. Sickness can be a trouble if you... It's not from God, but like me, if you drink too much beer, you'll get fat, yes? Do you understand? There are consequences to all that. But what this means mainly is persecution. You will have persecution. Why? Because you're going one way and the world is going the other way. You try driving on the wrong side of traffic. You will have persecution. Yes? Do you understand? That is to be expected. But we overcome that by our faith. Do you understand? If you don't have faith, first time of first time we have tribulation or first sign of trouble, we run the other way. Or we drop everything and we say, ah, where's God in this? That's why you must renew your mind. That is why you must know the plan of God. Am I clear? Yes? He's a solid anchor. We can build our lives upon that. It must be real, yes? Can you read 2 Timothy 2.12? If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Yes. If we are faithless. Oh. He remains faithful. Yes. He cannot deny himself. Yes. If we endure... Do you understand? Mm -hmm. that, that means what we must what? Endure. Do you understand? So a kingdom, we're talking about the kingdom, yes? Is the rule of God over his creation. Now, if you believe in God, he be, you believe that God rules over the universe, yes? That is universal. Yes. Yes? But then, do you apply the same faith to God's rule over man? Obviously not. Why? Because when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, he mentioned kingdom twice. I'll get to that, yeah, maybe next week or something. But read Matthew 9, uh, Matthew 6 and 9 to 13. In this manner, 
Yeah, that's right. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Yes. There is a kingdom. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes. The concept of the kingdom includes a ruler, a realm, that is a place. Yes. Remember? The universe and the earth. Yes. And a rulership. That means the exercise of the ruler to rule over this place or the kingdom. Yes? Do you understand? While most passages focus on God's kingdom on earth, what we fail to understand and see is God's kingdom universally is always in operation. Because God made the heavens and the earth, yes? Yes. Do you understand? When we look at the moon, ah, wonderful, but who put it there? You understand? Yes, Lord of you didn't put it there. <laughs> Ilan is raising his hand. <laughs> See, a lot of pot marks are there in the moon, but that happened maybe after the fall. Do you understand? But when God created everything, He created new beautiful, yes? Do you understand? What we need to really come to terms with is that the Lord is always in control. And that he, his plan prevails over all. Yes? You go to Daniel 2.44. As in the days of these kings of kings, uh. the Lord of heavens will set up kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. Yes. Now, this is on planet earth. Yes? So this is talking about the earthly kingdom, yes? Most of the passages in the Bibles focus on that earthly kingdom. But we, I mean, focus on that, but we fail to see that God is in control of all the things. Even the asteroid belt on the asteroids that hit us. Do you understand? And guess what? Prayer has power to change. But what God has decreed will come to pass. Am I clear? You cannot pray the Antichrist away, yes? That's what I'm trying to say. Because he's decreed that, yes? Go to Acts 1.6. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Yes. So these, this is being asked by the disciples to Jesus. And they want to know based on their kingdom. Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? See how myopic that is? How they can only see that. But we are not Jews, no? So we, we we can see a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah. But understand, the whole universe is created by God. And creation waits to be restored, yes? This is the story of the Bible. Do you understand? It's about a kingdom that was created which went and became the kingdom that was fallen. Do you understand? This fallen kingdom then leads to the kingdom that is restored. And who is the restorer? Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And this is what we must understand the Bible is about. I'm making it very, I don't know what to, I mean short, 
you want it? And breathe. There's a lot more to this. In fact, so much more to this that we can spend all our lives studying this. But I want you to read and ask questions. But we'll be embarking on this journey to study the Bible. We do not know how long it will take, but each year has 52 weeks, yes? Maybe. You'll be completing that. But do you understand? You must view everything in view of the plan of God. Which is what? There was a kingdom, earthly kingdom that was created. The Lord rules over that. That fell, yes? And then that fallen kingdom is restored by whom? By Jesus Christ. And you put your faith in whom? The restorer. Jesus, yes? And one day, that fallen kingdom, which is restored, will be handed back. Understand that you are part of that somehow. Does that put everything in perspective? Yes? Is, am I clear so far? Yes? So this is what we are going to study. Yes? And this is what the Bible is about. Now when you read the book of Numbers, there is genealogy after genealogy. Why? I mean... First time I read it, I got really bored. This guy begot, that guy begot, this guy begot. I said, well, I don't care who begot what, yeah? I just want my life to improve, yes? Do you, do you understand? That's how I was when I first read it. Then I came to a deeper understanding. First I understood that this is there because God cares. Do you understand? He knows you by name. Then, I, that led to a deeper more and more understanding that there's more to this life than just what happens to me and my needs. I'm not saying that God ignores my needs. He should supply all my needs, yes? Do you understand? But all this is based on a relationship. Is that clear? Yes, yes. Yes? So let's pray.